this week in the, the, in the first readings come from the end of the Acts of the Apostles where we hear a lot of St. Paul's trials and struggles, his persecutions and his determination to continue to keep going forward. We see here he's arrested, being persecuted by, by the Jews in, in Jerusalem and he kind of wisely recognizes that there's already a division among them so he kind of uses that to his advantage to pit Pharisees against Sadducees before they were united in their opposition to him, he very quickly, oh, I'm a Pharisee. And then the Pharisees are going to be, oh, well, no, he, there's nothing wrong with him. And then the Sadducees are going to disagree with that. And so then it becomes Pharisees versus Sadducees. And Paul's able to kind of sneak his way out of there unharmed. It's, it's a beautiful to see, number one, that the Lord continuing to provide for St. Paul as he goes through trial after trial after trial after trial, God gives him the grace and moves his heart to respond in such a way that does provide him protection. Then this last sentence that we heard in the first reading today, the, the Lord appeared to St. Paul and said, take courage. You've done this in Jerusalem and now you're going to do it in Rome. So it's almost like the Lord continuing to up the ante. And it kind of brings up this feeling. It seems like the Lord is always asking more of us. There's always something else. There's always something new. And the question, I wonder if Paul was wondering this, like, gosh, like Rome now? Like, God, how much is it going to be? Like, when are you going to have enough? When have I done enough for you? You're continually asking for more. I think in our own lives, like, there's, there's always something new. There's always a new trial. There's always a new struggle. There's always something more that God asks of us. And in, in a certain sense, it can, it can be exhausting to continually feel like we have to pour ourselves out for the Lord. Am I able to do this? Can I keep going? How much longer before I just completely run out? And the, the, the scriptures don't give us an answer about what St. Paul does or says in response to that. But what came up in me is the shift. I think it, it's easier to feel that way when I'm looking forward. When St. Paul is thinking about, gosh, how bad is Rome going to be like? There's so many more people there. Now we're, there's not a whole lot of Jews there. It's, it's all Gentile territory. And imagining how hard it's going to be, that's only going to bring up fear and anxiety and worry, right? But what St. Paul stays rooted in today and remembers how God has provided for him today and how faithful the Lord has been and will continue to be, that roots him. When he focuses not so much on the darkness and on the trial that's coming, but focus on how good God has been like right now. God is with me and God has provided for me. And no matter what's coming, I don't need to focus there. But I, what I do know is that God will continue to provide for me. And when I'm rooted in keeping my eyes fixed on him then everything else kind of seems to fade away. I'm not able to do, I don't know what's coming and I can't handle it, but I know that God can. And when that's my root and when that's my rock, nothing can touch me. The Psalm says, keep me safe, O God, because you are my hope. Not my own ability to outwit everybody, not my own ability to, to persevere, to keep going, not my own strength, but you are my hope. And when we allow God alone to be our hope, then we know that we are safe. Pray today for the grace to recommit today to making the Lord our one and only hope in living in the security that he provides for us. Amen.